Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to It's All Kicking Off, another football roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and Adam Cleary from What Culture Football here to discuss another burning football issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your football podcast from, for daily footballing podcast. I'll say football a few more times. Uh, right, let's dive straight into this though, Adam Cleary. Uh, Manchester City have had their European ban overturned to get all the legal stuff out of the way. The Court of Arbitration for Sport announced the club were cleared of disguising equity funds as sponsorship contributions. Uh, they've been accused of, co- of committing serious breaches of financial fair play between 2012 and 2016. Their fine has also been reduced from 30 to 10 million euros in delivering the ruling the CAS said City did fail to cooperate with the UEFA authorities, but overturned the decision by the CFCB, of course, to ban them from European competitions. So I'm going to defer to you on this one, Adam Cleary, as our resident football expert slash genius, the man who seems to know everything about FFP. Uh, explain to us why this decision has been made and well, what this means for the sport overall, because it's not a good look. Right. Yeah, okay, so obviously today there's been an absolute hoo-ha about all of this because everyone's expecting City to have at least a one-year ban at the minimum. It was obviously initially two. They thought at an absolute push, it might get sort of mitigated a bit. Some of the fine might come down and they might only get a one-year ban. But at the very least, fifth place was going to get your Champions League this year or something to this effect. And obviously, it being completely overturned and the ban reduced to... It's weird to call like 9.6 million euros a partly sum because neither me or you ever kicking down the back of the sofa. But <laughs> for Manchester City, that is virtually nothing. That's, you know, a fraction of their wage bill. Um, so it's obviously come as a bit of a shock and everybody's giving it this all RIP FFP pattern because they sort of looked at this and thought, oh, well, finally, financial fair play is going to come down crashing hard on one of these big spending European superpowers to show that you can't just buy your way to success. And as it transpires you can do that and you're not even going to be punished for doing that and people are lamenting it as you know a problem with the system and it doesn't work and it's that and the other but the thing people are forgetting and it's getting completely lost in this is the financial fair play is not designed to stop Manchester City or Liverpool or Man United or Real Madrid or Barcelona from spending absurd sums of money on transfers it's to stop clubs which don't have that kind of resources from trying to compete with them. It's basically to save football clubs from themselves. It's not designed for clubs like Man City. It's designed to stop things like Portsmouth and Leeds happening all over again because the the idea behind it was to stop football teams 
from spending money they didn't have chasing levels of success they realistically weren't going to be able to get. Now, the problem with this wasn't that Manchester City had spent too much money. The initial problem with it was the money they had said was coming into the club was actually grossly inflated, allegedly. That they said they had the sponsorship money and the partnership money to go out and spend, you know, forty million on Bernardo Silva, fifty million on Raheem Sterling, fifty million on John Stones, fifty million on Kyle Walker, sixty million for Kevin De Bruyne. I think I'm I think I'm getting these right. I looked at it before we came <laughs> on, like sixty million on Laporte. Um they said they had that money coming into the club in terms of legitimate business interests, like sponsorships and whatnot. But then when UEFA looked at it, they found that it actually didn't have that at all. It was just money being thrown at the club by its owners, which they weren't realistically generating, which was being used to pay for all of these players. Now, there's no problem with that under the current rules of financial fair play, because Manchester City might not be making that money themselves, but it's not exactly debt piling up that's going to implode on the club and, you know, force them down. You know, it's not going to end up being a bad story for football. Just Manchester City having owners with very deep pockets who like to spend beyond the club's, the club's means. So it's not that they were spending this money that was the problem. It was that it didn't line up with the accounts. And I think, indeed, when all the mitigation comes out with this and the dust starts to settle, they have still been found guilty of all this to an extent. UEFA have said they haven't fully cooperated with it, and that's where the discrepancies came from. But they're satisfied that you know they didn't break things too much. So people coming out with this RIP FFP thing, that's completely wrong. Yes, financial fair play doesn't work the way it should, but it is in this case working the way it is supposed to, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think you, with that explanation, it does sort of open my eyes and I think quite a lot more fans' eyes about the reasons why Man City were clear and the very careful wording of this statement from the, mm. the Court of Arbitration for Sport. They are saying, as you say, that you, you know Man City weren't entirely honest, failed to cooperate to a certain level, but once they did look into the uh, central issues of this, mm. um, yes, it was... It was dodgy let's say but it wasn't like you say directly contravening certain ffp rules because i think you know the the vague knowledge that fans have of this and how teams get around it is by doing stuff like selling stadium naming rights for exorbitant amounts of money to themselves is that a fair assessment yeah, yeah like again manchester the money manchester city have spent on these players which is where these problems have come from is not money that they're ever going to need to find again their owners have this money and they just want to spend Pump it in. The thing is, UEFA has no problem with teams spending absurd sums of money because if Manchester City, for example, okay, take this for example, Manchester City spent 50 million on John Stones. Where did that 50 million go? Most of it went to Everton, who became a slightly more successful club by reinvesting that money. Like Atletico Madrid have pretty much like propped up their entire last five or six years off Manchester City's money that they've spent in the club. Like they spent 70 million or something on Rodri. Last year, I mean, don't get me wrong, Atletico Madrid are never going to go challenge Real Madrid or Barcelona on a consistent basis. But a lot of that money, you know, that they're currently building, they're, they're reframing their sides around, that they paid for Hal Felix with is, you know, coming from stuff like this. So UEFA have no real problem with lots of absurd sums of money being spent. They just want to make sure that Manchester City aren't going to turn around on day and go, oh, we have bankrupted ourselves. It's another terrible story for spending in football. Like they have no issue whatsoever with this money being spent it's just that they need to make sure the football clubs find that right i put it the simplest way i can put this is financial fair, fair play is specifically designed to protect football clubs from themselves not to protect football if that makes sense like leeds and Porter are the two examples there has not been a high profile case 
of a club being at the top of a division in one of the UEFA countries, suddenly going bankrupt, dropping down the division, and there being all these investigations into dodgy owners and whatnot, since they brought it in. Like, financial fair play is thoroughly broken. It's still just free market capital masquerading as sport, but you'd struggle to argue that the football clubs that sign up to it aren't, by and large, in healthier positions now than before they brought it in. Like... I am not I am not an advocate of FFP. I think the way it's done is very bad. It should include lots of other factors in it, but I can't say that it's had a bad impact on football, if I'm being completely honest, because I think you don't see these leads or these Porter stories anymore. So You you alluded to it a bit there, um, when you talked about fans reacting on social media with RIP, FFP, mm. and I think cheats were was trending uh, earlier this morning. What does this mean going forward? Because I've seen so many fans, like you say, throwing their hands up in the air and then say, Well, why bother? You know, why bother sticking to the rules if all you're gonna get is a fine that you are easily gonna be able to deal with? But like you say, it's it's not they have. Like, yeah. like they have. That's the thing. People say, oh, they broke what like they didn't the rules they broke were that they didn't fully like there was some discrepancy between the money they said was coming in and the money they were actually spending, probably to try and avoid a court case like this, a long drawn out like Pep Guardiola has said all the way through this, we will not be banned. We will not be banned. We will not be banned. And people were like, Oh, just Pep being Pep here, but no, he knew they wouldn't get banned because they weren't doing anything wrong under the confines of the current way FFP works. Like it's just like the weird thing is, and I am, you know, I am very much eat the rich, burn it all down. But in any other business, like owners pumping money into like acquiring things and expanding the business and doing things like this is by and large seen as a good thing. Like debt is considered a good means to an end in regular forms of business. It's just we look at football and because it gives unfair advantages to certain teams and football's supposed to be a competitive thing based on sporting achievement, managerial now, physical excellence, stuff like that, it's seen as a form of doping, effectively. It's seen as a way to circumvent natural ability. But that's kind of just how football is now. Like, to romantically look at it as, you know, the best sports, sporting stories will prevail. It's just, it's, it's not how it is. It's, it is literally just free market capital masquerading as sport. Like, this is the thing, right? I am a Newcastle fan. Right, the glory days that we hark back to of the early nineties under John Hall was John Hall at effectively attempting to try and buy the Premier League. That they were spending absurd sums of money, which you know they got away with because they were just about in a good enough position to afford. But if he kept on doing that, kept on chasing that Premier League, he would have bankrupted Newcastle. And indeed, there was all this stuff. Freddie Shepherd came in, had to bounce the books, and even Mike Ashley's had arguments that when he came in, the finances really badly need to be sorted. So FFPs to stop things like that happening. Manchester City can come along and do all this because their owners can literally afford to do it. FFP is designed to stop teams coming up and trying to do it when they can't afford it effectively. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now, the conspiracy theorists that we have. Oh, uh, here we go. The proper part of the video. None of this will, boring financial nonsense. Let's see the proper stuff. Well, I'm just saying that the conspiracy theorists will say, oh, what's this? Newcastle fans suddenly a huge fan of allowing clubs with a massive amounts of money to do whatever they like. Coincidence that you're about to be taken over by some Saudi billionaires. How would you respond? How would I respond? Well, look, I don't. I think financial fair play is terrible, and I think the way the way it was originally envisaged should have included debt. You know what I mean? It should have included money you literally did not have in the football club. But the way they did it was obviously to protect some teams at the top because, you know, you UEFA wants to see transfer records being broken and high profile signings being made and all this money being taken from the super rich clubs and put into other clubs, which can then compete and it makes it a more exciting game. So they didn't do that. They didn't include debt and things. And to be fair, me and you can't sit here and really say that debt is not a means to an end because we both have mortgages at the end of the day. <laughs> like, it's just, it's how the world works. Like, I think FFP needs a drastic overhaul. I think there are ways to do it which could make it completely fair with salary caps and even going off some of the US model would be a good idea. But it isn't. Like, that's the story. That isn't how it works. FFP is designed to stop clubs spending money that will bankrupt them, that will destroy them in the long run. And Manchester City haven't done that. They've spent the money their owners have got and that their owners have been happy to provide to make these kind of signings. So... Yeah, they might have had, there might be discrepancies in the accounts and they might have exaggerated the money that was coming in in order to not make it look as bad that they were doing this. But under the current laws of FFP, they've not really done that much wrong. How is FFP going to affect Newcastle then? Let's say you get this, you know, sudden huge cash injection. Just explain for people who are unaware, you know, is that going to be the case of they're going to have to do it through, you know, funneling money by renaming St. James's yeah. Park or, or what? As it stands, if, if you know, the richest men in the world took over Newcastle United and want to authorise a spending spree, they would kind of have to spend not that dissimilar to what Newcastle spent this summer. You know, you get a £40 million signing here, £10 million, £50 million, offset it with a couple of sales, a couple of wages off, that and the other, because that would be in line with Newcastle's current commercial sustainability like they're not one of the most watched clubs around the world they're certainly in a very healthy position there's potential to grow in that market which is why they're an appealing prospect to people wanting to buy a football club but they don't have you know an incredible sponsorship package that's bringing in hundreds of billions a year like spurs or liverpool or man united have been able to do they don't sell their games all around the world for like absurd like incredible sums of money they're one of the clubs below all that so their spending power is kind of more in line with an everton or a west ham or something like that but if then it gets changed to the Saudi Arabia is a progressive country arena and they sell those naming rights back to the Saudi General Sports Authority for a hundred billion pounds, then your Catholic can go and spend a hundred billion pounds or something in that region on on players. And of course, again, 
that's entirely correct. That should not be allowed to work at all. That is clearly an attempt to flout mm. the system and to buy your way into success, which is what FAP is supposed to stop. But the way it works, it wouldn't. So, do you think this is going to be like a catalyst for change within? No. Okay. <laughs> no, of course it's not. Rich people will continue being rich, and to an to an extent. FFP protects the clubs at the very top because you're never going to get a Blackburn Rovers situation where somebody just has a lot of money one year and decides, oh, do you know what? Let's chuck it at players and go and un unsettle the teams at the top because it has to be long-term, sustainable way of doing it, which only the super-rich clubs can can argue that they can do. So, yeah, like FFP as it stands suits everybody because the clubs are like clubs below the elite aren't going to bankrupt themselves because they're being you know protected from doing that and indeed they know fans can't pressure them into spending money they haven't got and also the clubs at the very top can get around it so it suits everybody at the minute except for 95 percent of all football teams in the world and fans so <laughs> and when have we ever seen the minority taking precedence over the majority I mean, it's never happened it's unprecedented um, let's talk about the, the fallout from this, of course, then. So, you know, Man City, there was speculation about them losing players, losing their manager. Uh, obviously, that seems like nothing is going to change. Do you see them, you know, really being a force again next year uh, and potentially challenging on all fronts as we kind of expected wow. them to? And how do you see the, this affecting their Champions League push this year? Well, it's a difficult one because obviously there's a, there's all this talk about Pep wanting to leave regardless of any of this. Obviously, Juventus has been in for him for quite a while. Um, he tends not to stick around too long at these clubs. This would be one of his longest stints now if he does do another year at Man City. I think purely to keep up appearances, I would expect everything to be very similar to this season at Man City. I don't imagine they'll spend an awful lot of money purely because, you know, as much as clubs don't need to fear FFP, they do care about their image and how they look. Um, so, you know, authorising a massive transfer spend again would be would look quite bad. So I imagine there'll probably not be too much changing. I think by far and away, the more interesting thing for this is not what it does for Manchester City this season. It's what it does for Sheffield United, Wolves, Manchester United and Leicester. Because all of a sudden, those two Champions League places have just become one. And Leicester, who were keeping the title race alive a couple of months ago, are now... Like, can they have had a worse 24 hours? Just capitulated to the one team in the league that can't score goals. Manchester United could go above them into fourth uh, tonight. And all of a sudden, that's them out of the Champions League places completely. Well, indeed, uh, that's what's going to move on to next. I believe, actually, if United win tonight, they might even go above Chelsea, considering Chelsea's result over the weekend. Yeah, they, so, yeah, they would. Yeah, they're going to third. Um it's, it's The permutations in the, in the Premier League are fascinating. Because like you say, it was it was... Except, uh, personally, as a neutral, I just assumed, like you say, ah, they might get a bit of stuff shaved off their sentence, but you're not going to see Man City in the Champions League mm -hmm. next season. So, yeah, one to five or one, three, four and five uh, are going to be the Champions League. And then, but I, I think they mentioned it on Match of the Day too last night, there's only going to be one Europa League spot due to the way that uh, things have fallen with the Premier League. And so you've had, you've got these teams, like you say, uh, Leicester obviously a dreadful result against Bournemouth on Sunday. But you've got these teams uh, like your Chef United and Wolves who've put an incredible run together and they could now miss out on it completely because you'd sense, even the way Leicester have been playing and the way the results have fallen, that it may well end up being a top four of Liverpool, City, Man United and Chelsea and then Leicester grabbing that Europa League spot. But it's 
it's like you say, it's shrunk in, in 24 hours who can make these uh, big moves in the league. Yeah, it's exciting the fact there's only going to be after tonight three games left for all of them because we've just got the table up now. Sheffield United on 54, Wolves on 55. Presuming Manchester United pick up a win at Southampton might come to regret that, but presuming they do, that'll then go up to Leicester in fifth on 59, which is you feel uh, Leicester would have to really, really, really struggle over those last three games to let uh, either a Sheffield United or a Wolves like claw back four points over three games. Not impossible, of course. But they'd probably be favourites there, which I think, you know, that cuts away two of the better stories this season. Like Leicester were great at the start, but obviously they did spend a lot of money. They, you know, we forget they are very recent winners of the Premier League, whereas Wolves and Sheffield United have only just recently come up. So two more exciting stories there. And the fact that they were on the, the tip, the precipice of getting a Champions League spot because of City's misfortune, let's call it. It's... um. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a slightly underwhelming end of the season because that's off the table now. But just watching you know, Leicester, who thought they were very safe in all this, in a space of 24 hours, literally potentially have huge financial windfall just snatched away from them after they spent so much money at the start of the season. is Oh, oh it's the Barclays, mate. It's the Barclays doing the Barclays. It's just the fact that Leicester will even sat there yesterday afternoon and gone, oh, Chelsea dropped points. Here we go, right? Well, we've got to beat Bournemouth. I mean, they couldn't, they couldn't scored, I don't think, since the restart almost. And uh, yeah, then Dominic Solanke gets two. Kasper Schmeichel has an absolute mare. Soyuncu gets sent off in an inexplicable, you know, red mist moment. It's absolutely wild. I have a question, by the way, and I don't know if you know this answer. Apologies to bring this on you. It's just come to me. What happens if Wolves wins the Europa League? Oh, well, this is the thing, because when Manchester City were going to not be in the Champions League, but there was still a potential for them to win it, people were trying to work out what the implications were going to be if the, we had the four Champions League spots, but the team that isn't going to be in the Champions League then went and won it, whilst at the same time, a team that had just qualified won the Europa League. There was all this talk about eighth getting you into the Europa League at one spot, which hilariously still wouldn't help Arsenal, by the way. Um <laughs> So no, I don't think anybody knows, to be honest. I think UEFA are just going to have to sit down once everything's decided and go, right, who do we want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I may be wrong at this, but I do believe, yeah, it would still be the top four and then also Wolves. I don't think they do the whole thing like they did a few years ago when I think Everton finished fourth and Liverpool won the Champions League and took their spot. I think that was the 2006, 2000, you know, 2005-2006 season. Um so, yeah, we will keep you posted on this fascinating development. Uh, the, the fallout from this is ongoing, and I'll be intrigued to see uh, as we move forward with uh, more games, as you say, they, they come thick and fast this month, uh, how managers will react to this and respond to this. And obviously, the big, big thing tonight, your prediction for tonight's game uh, between Man United and Southampton, because it's, oh. it's suddenly taken on a whole new perspective. I would the neutral in me, the neutral in me desperately wants this to be a draw. So you got Chelsea on sixty and Leicester City and Man United both on fifty nine going at the last three games. I think that would be incredible drama. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. Man United, the way they're playing at the minute, they've probably been the form team since coming back uh, from the restart. They've certainly been one of the most exciting to watch. So I suspect they probably will get a win here. It's Man United, Chelsea. Uh, in two weeks' time, it's like two weeks, like two game rounds time, which is I think in the current context three days or something. <laughs> that's the game. That's the one. That's I think it's Sunday they play each other. Um, 
Leicester need to pick up some points and hope that that's a draw or something because all of all of a sudden this has been blown wide open as we do love to happen in football. So I don't know. Um, I think purely because this is the first likable Manchester United side in my entire life, I would like to see them do it. However, I don't think I don't know. Oh, I don't know. They've just been on too good a run not to slip up somewhere, haven't they? They better not mess this up. I've loaded my fantasy football team with, with the United okay. players. So. Um, I need I need a bit I need a big knife from Wan Bissaka, Fernandez, and Greenwood in order to close that gap at the top of fantasy league. Yeah. And yeah. Think so, he was the only person in the top four of our entire league who doesn't have Sonchu. Oh, fair. I haven't got Sonchu. I had Evans though, and he scored no G. But I will point out, I am the man who brought in Mikel Antonio for this week, so I'm feeling very chuffed about that. Yes. Oh, you <laughs> My favourite was just, I had the, the radio on whilst the football was going on uh, on Saturday afternoon, <laughs> cutting the lawn, and just kept going, another Antonio goal! It was outrageous. But anyway, we will keep you posted on any developments uh, regarding this European ban being overturned for Man City, but I'm fascinated to know your thoughts on it. Let us know in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily football podcasts. Continue the conversation on Twitter, at WhatCultureFC. And watch there, follow both of us. You can follow Adam Cleary at... Adam Cleary, C-L-E-R-Y. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture FC. Uh, but as I said, this has been, it's all kicking off fascinating developments to this. And thanks once again to our FFP expert, Adam Cleary. Thank you for joining us and we will see you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.